Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Incredible play. 35-yard touchdown. Alan Lazard, five frame. Needing every bit of it. Oh, Hartman's still going. Inside the 10, and he is in for the touchdown. Allen has time. Intercepted. Sauce Gardner's got it. Breaking away, Garrett Wilson. Wilson, a big play downfield. Wilson still going along the sideline. He's not going to go down. Allen tripped up. He could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at the speed of Brees Hall. He's done it again. Brees Lightning. 62 yards for the touchdown. And he's sacked again by Quinnen Williams. What a beast. Number 95 for the Jets. Listen, thank you. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And we've got some breaking news. Robert Sala and Joe Douglas speak at the NFL owners' meetings. And so to break all of what they said down, our friend who is the managing editor of the Jet Press, Mr. Justin Freed. Justin, welcome back to the show, man. How are you? I'm doing great, Scott. What's going on? Appreciate you having me back. Oh, boy. Interesting times in Jetland, my friend. By the way, there are a couple of Packers reporters who seem to have blocked me on Twitter by mistake. Oops. <laughs> it was, was it, uh, was it the, the Peter guy by any chance? Could it have been him? <laughs> no, not him, but there were a couple of others. I pointed out oh. how the contract actually works to some of these people, and I wasn't even mean about it. You know, Justin, on Twitter, I'm actually very patient, and I don't call people names ever. I have a rule against that. So I was not rude at all, but they just did not like being explained the numbers and the arithmetic of the contract. So apparently I'm blocked by a few of them, and they won't see my tweets, but I'm still putting out information about the contract and about the Packers and Jets and the L word leverage and all of that, which, by the way, played into the press conference today with both Robert Sala and Joe Douglas. So let's talk about what was said there. We'll start with Sala being asked about the Aaron Rodgers pursuit. He was asked if he thought the situation would be resolved by now. He said yes, but, quote, it takes two to tango. Also said that it will get done when it gets done. He had no information for anybody. Interesting way to put it. I would have said, I can't really comment on ongoing matters. You're going to have to speak to Joe. He sort of twisted it as if, yeah, it's going to get done, but it'll get done when it gets done. I don't know that I would have handled it that way, but that's on Robert Sala. He also said that there's no urgency to get a veteran quarterback because whoever that might be would have familiarity with the system and the offensive coordinator. Again, might want to be a little more cryptic there, Robert. We sort of understand where you're going with that. Salas spoke about the possibility of bringing in Odell Beckham. He said, quote, there's always interest with any great player, but wouldn't get into specifics. That is exactly how Joe Douglas should have handled the question about Lamar Jackson, but we'll get to that a little bit later. Salas was asked about losing depth on the defensive line. He said, 
I told Joe Douglas, we've still got Quinton Williams. He's pretty good, true, but added that they need to keep looking for defensive linemen and they will figure it out. Sala was asked about Makai Becton smiling. He said, I know he's posting all the videos. He looks good, man. Sala also went out of his way to compliment Dwayne Brown, saying his rehab is going very well. Remember, Brown had surgery on his shoulder. Sala said that the Jets haven't made any decisions on who the tackles would be in the 2023 season. Presumably, part of the reason they haven't made any decisions is because A, Becton and Brown both coming off of injuries, so we have to see what they look like when they're actually out on a field practicing. And the other part of this equation is that we don't know what the Jets are going to do in the NFL draft yet. If they draft a tackle, that could complicate matters. As far as the backup quarterback situation, Robert Sala said that Zach Wilson will be the Jets' backup quarterback. Justin, I know you and I agree on this, and I'll let you get into it in a little bit more detail as well. But the way I look at it is, I said last year, when Zach Wilson was benched, that he should not be brought back for the rest of the year. He needed to sit out the rest of the year, clear out the cobwebs, and they were going to need to spend a significant period of time rebuilding him from scratch. Instead, Mike White got hurt, and I said at the time, go put Joe Flacco in because you're not getting anything positive from Flacco or Wilson, so you might as well toss Flacco out there. He's got one foot in retirement anyway. You throw Wilson out there when he's not ready, and it very well could screw him up even further, and it absolutely did. If you'll recall, and I know you do, Justin, the last time we saw Zach Wilson, he was getting booed off the field by his own home crowd on national television and being removed for a CFL quarterback. So he is not somebody that you want to be in a position to play at all in 2023. He should be the number three quarterback. Now, in fairness, Salah tends to say a lot of things that don't actually wind up being true. So he could be saying this, and then eventually they go out and get a veteran quarterback who winds up sitting behind whoever the starter is, whether that's Aaron Rodgers or somebody else. But at this moment, if they are serious about Zach Wilson being the backup, I think that's a very bad idea, because if you believe that Zach Wilson has the ability to one day become a quality starter in the NFL, he's going to need a significant period of time to rebuild He's got a new coordinator, new people around him. They need to take the entire season to entirely readjust him, to entirely reinvent him. And if he's in a situation where, let's say it's Rodgers, I know he's not quote-unquote injury-prone, but he is turning 40. Anytime you have a quarterback in the NFL who's at that age, there's a significant risk of injury. You do not want there to be any kind of scenario where Zach Wilson has to step on the field unless, as my friend Glenn Naughton said, the Jets have something clinched toward the end of the year. They think Wilson has made some progress and maybe they want to throw him in there just to get some live game action once nothing matters anymore. That's if they think he's ready. But you do not want it to be a situation where, say, Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback. He gets hurt in week four. Zach Wilson has to go in. If he gets eaten up the way that he did this past year, it will ruin any chance of him ever rebounding. And like I said, Justin, when we get to the end of what Salas said, I'm going to turn it over to you because I know you have some thoughts on this too. Salas spoke about Carl Lawson. He said, there's a big cap number, but it should be clear. I can speak for Joe and myself. Carl Lawson will be here as long as he can walk and play. That's not the approach I'd have taken. Personally, I think that considering the cap number Carl Lawson carries and considering that they are going to presumably be bringing back Bryce Huff because I don't think anybody's giving up a second round pick for him. They've got Michael Clemens. They've got Jermaine Johnson. All three of those guys showed a lot of promise last year. They all need more reps. I would think 
at $17 million, you either move on from Lawson or you find a way to get him to take a lower cap number in 2023. Apparently, at least according to Robert Sala here, that is not going to be the case. So Carl Lawson should be back. He also said that Corey Davis should be back as well. Although, Justin, we'll get into this too. I think there's a good chance that Corey Davis ends up going in the Aaron Rodgers trade, assuming that trade happens. Ken Ingles, who's the Green Bay Packers cap guy, has said that once Rodgers gets traded, that $15 million immediately frees up, which means that Green Bay could absorb Corey Davis and his $10 million as soon as that deal were to go down. Salas said that the plan is for Elijah Vera Tucker to be back at right guard this season. Again, I don't know why you would paint yourself into that corner. Just no reason to say it. Yes, maybe that's ideally the plan, but there is the possibility, of course, that they could have to use him at tackle again, depending on what happens with Becton, Brown, what they do in the draft. So I don't know why he's saying things like that. Salah also on the possibility of adding Ezekiel Elliott. Quote, we love our running back room. I'll leave it at that. Doesn't sound like they're interested in Ezekiel Elliott. Salah on what Miko Hardman adds to the offense. Gas. G-A-S. And I assume... By that, he means speed. So, Justin, before we get to what Joe Douglas had to say, your thoughts on everything Robert Salas said, including the fact that, according to him at least, Zach Wilson is going to be the number two quarterback in 2023. There's a lot. There's a lot to, to take away from what Salas said. I'll touch on the Zach Wilson stuff first because you know I've been pretty vocal about that on Twitter and in the past. Uh, that I don't believe that Zach Wilson should be the Jets QB2 in 2023. I will say that I believe Salah said he is QB2 right now. Not saying he, I don't I don't believe mm-hmm. he committed to saying that Zach Wilson will be QB2 in 2023. Now, some people might have taken it that way, and, and obviously maybe he does mean it that way. But I don't think what he said today prevents them from signing somebody in, you know, in late free agency whenever they want to add someone. I think they still can do that. Uh, and I also believe they absolutely should do that. You know, Scott, I was there for Zach Wilson's last start in ja- against the Jaguars. I was too, Justin, in that hailstorm. It was ugly in seven different ways, not just the weather. <laughs> it, it was awful. It, the weather was terrible. I was in the, the top row. I was sitting like the, the, the top section, just cold, rainy, windy. Uh, and some of the worst quarterback play that we've seen out of any Jets quarterback probably ever. And that's saying a lot. Uh, Zach Wilson right now is not ready to play in an NFL game. I don't know if he will be by the time September comes around. But the last time we saw him, he did not belong on an NFL field. I know the, Z- the Jets are committed to wanting to develop him. And they've said that and they still want to stick by him. And that's fine. Part of that might be because of his contract and his draft status. But regardless, he will likely almost surely be on the roster in 2023. But you need a quarterback, you need a backup quarterback that can come in and at least hold down the fort if Aaron Rodgers or, you know, assuming that they get Aaron Rodgers were to miss a few games, right? I've, I've said this on Twitter and people are like, oh, you know, if, if Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, the Jets are screwed anyway. That's not true. Like if the if Aaron Rodgers is hurt for the whole season, yeah, I mean, the Jets aren't going to the Super Bowl with a backup quarterback in all likelihood. But if Aaron Rodgers misses two to three, three to four games, whatever it is, if he misses, you know, up to a month of action, you can still easily salvage that season if you can have a quarterback come in, hold down the fort, maybe steal a game or two. I don't think you're doing that with Zach Wilson. I know everyone will say the quarterback wins thing, and Zach Wilson had a winning record last year. I, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to discuss that discourse because it's not worth it. Zach Wilson right now is not an NFL rosterable quarterback. but He's statistically one of the worst quarterbacks we've seen in modern NFL history. Hopefully, the idea is a year developing behind Aaron Rodgers, his idol, 
maybe you can salvage his career. That's maybe what the Jets are hoping. But in no scenario should he step on the field in 2023 in any meaningful game with the Jets season on the line, with anything on the line. And it's not like there aren't options to upgrade at, at backup quarterback for cheap. Virtually anybody on the market right now that has any sort of NFL experience would be an upgrade. I mean, guys like Blaine Gabbert, Chase Daniel, Trevor Simeon, Brian Hoyer, Josh Johnson, like these are all upgrades over what you have in Zach Wilson. And I cannot imagine any of them will go for any more than like $2 million a year. All those guys, with the exception of Gabbert, had a cap hit of under $2 million last year. The Jets can easily afford a backup quarterback. I know that they want to develop Zach and they can still do that even if he's not QB2. He could even take QB2 reps in practice. That's fine if you want to do that. You could bring in Josh Johnson, who not only has been with the Jets and this coaching staff, but he has direct experience with Nathaniel Hackett. He was with him in Denver last year for a little bit. So he's a guy who knows the system, who knows the offense. He can come in. He doesn't even need to be QB2 in practice, as long as if Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, you're not throwing Zach Wilson on the field. So that's that's my stance on the, on the Zach Wilson situation. I've been pretty consistent with that from the start. Um, as far as Carl Lawson and Corey Davis are concerned, I think there was a very deliberate way that Salah spoke about each of those players. With Lawson, I think it was very clear that he 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 was like, I speak on behalf of Joe Douglas here, saying Carl Lawson will be back with the Jets. Like they they are not moving him. He is not getting cut. They will bring him back. I do think that it's possible they could still lower his cap hit. They could potentially extend him, uh, which obviously comes with risk of its own, given that he hasn't exactly lived up to expectations since coming to New York, mostly due to his torn Achilles. Uh, but if the Jets are confident that a year, you know, another year away from that torn Achilles, another year removed from that injury, that he'll be a lot better this year, maybe they look to extend him, lower his 2023 cap hit. Um, this, as for Corey Davis, I think that's a different situation because – I don't think Salah Salah spoken spoke highly of Corey Davis and he was talking as if he's part of the offense, but he didn't commit to saying that Corey Davis will be back. Um, and I know we talked about this before the show a little bit. I, I think it's very likely that he is involved in an Aaron Rodgers trade. It just seems like, like that's the only reason it would make sense that he's still on the roster at this point. Uh, I don't see why the Jets would want to keep Corey Davis around at his current cap hit, especially given how tight against the cap that they are. Not to mention, they're clearly interested in Odell Beckham, and I don't believe they would bring in Odell Beckham if Corey Davis was still on the roster. So I think it's more likely that than not that he's still moved. Um, but Carl Lawson, I, I, I think he's staying here. I think that they made that pretty clear in uh, you know with what Robert Salas said today. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. When you were talking about backup quarterbacks, Justin, you forgot former Jets legend Teddy Two Gloves Bridgewater, who is also a possibility. True. Well, if they want to go out and get Teddy, I, I like I'm cool with that. It's just more money. Like I'm talking guys, like because because people are like, oh, they're not going to spend four to five million million on a backup, and maybe that's true. Maybe they don't want to do that. They can still get a backup and not spend four to five million. You know, Teddy, I think would probably go for around that four to five million a year, maybe like a two-year contract. That's probably what he's looking at because he is in that like upper echelon of, of backup quarterbacks. Mm. But if they don't want to spend that, they can still get a upgrade, an upgrade over Zach Wilson. That was kind of kind of the point, but I'm I'm with you. If they want to bring back Teddy Bridgewater, bring him back. Maybe, maybe they can sign Teddy Bridgewater and flip him, flip him for another third. You know, I'd be <laughs> I'd be all on, on board with that. I'd be happy if they were able to do that as well. Joe Douglas spoke after Robert Sala. He said the Jets have had productive conversations with Odell Beckham's agent. No visits scheduled yet, but there is a visit scheduled for Calais Campbell. He will come in on Thursday. Justin, I know that you've covered the Baltimore Ravens, so you're very familiar with Campbell's last couple of years since that's where he's been in Baltimore. 
He's one of my favorite players in the league. He's been one of the best defensive linemen for a really long time now. It's crazy how long he's been around in the NFL. Multiple different teams, productive with all of them. And I told my story about how my brother played poker with him, so that's fun too. But I think he would be an awesome addition. I know he's 37 years old, but he played very well for the Ravens last year. He'd be a really good tandem with Quentin Williams. So if the Jets could get him, I think that would be awesome. Joe Douglas was asked about another player from the Ravens, Lamar Jackson. And here's what Joe Douglas had to say. He said it would be disingenuous for the Jets to negotiate with Lamar Jackson in bad faith. That's not on the table, although he did say that Lamar Jackson is an outstanding quarterback. I really don't understand this one. All Joe Douglas had to say is that Lamar Jackson is a great player and any team would be lucky to have him as their quarterback and leave it at that. Be cagey about it. Leave the possibility of the Jets maybe at some point dipping their toe in that water on the table because then you have, and I'm going to say that word again, Justin, leverage in possible trade negotiations here with the Packers. Instead, they more or less told the world that they are not interested and they are not going to talk to Lamar Jackson. I don't understand that. The bad faith comment is weird too because what if they talked to Lamar Jackson and Lamar Jackson's contract demands were more reasonable than they were expecting or they figured out a way they could work out a deal. He is 14 years younger than Rodgers. I know Rodgers is still first choice, but I don't necessarily think it's bad faith to at least explore the option. But either way, Justin, even if the argument is, and I've heard many people advance this, that the Jets were afraid to upset Aaron Rodgers and send him into retirement. First of all, Rodgers is not going to retire. He's going to collect his $60 million in September. And if anything, he'd retire after he collects his $60 million, which somebody, whether it's the Jets or Packers, is going to pay him. Make no mistake about that. But also, like I said, you don't have to say, oh, we're definitely in on Lamar Jackson. We're going to be meeting with him and his mother next week. You just say he's a great quarterback. Any team would be lucky to have him. And then that way, you at least leave the door open and at least the thought that maybe he's some sort of possibility down the line. Moving on from the Lamar Jackson question, though, Joe Douglas was also asked about Ben Jones, the center from the Tennessee Titans, a little bit older, about 33. He's had his fair share of injuries, but he's got a connection to Keith Carter, the new Jets offensive line coach. And, of course, we know the Jets need a center. Even if they're going to pick a center in the draft, you do not want to put yourself in a situation where you're going into the draft and you have to draft a player at a certain position. You would prefer that you at least have some sort of option so that you have the possibility of going best player available. Douglas confirmed that the team is indeed interested in Ben Jones, but nothing is imminent. So... It looks like we can safely cross off Ezekiel Elliott based on what Robert Salas said, but the Jets very much interested in Ben Jones. The Jets very much interested in Odell Beckham. Jets very much interested in Clayus Campbell, who will be coming in. And Lamar Jackson, apparently, they are not interested, although I think they should have at least left that door open in some way. We'll see how this unfolds. I'm hoping this means that the Rodgers deal is closer than most reports indicate, but we'll find out soon enough, I suspect. Yeah. Uh, on the, the Lamar Jackson front, I, I do think part of it was just, as you mentioned, them maybe not wanting to upset Aaron Rodgers. Uh, honestly, they're just kind of being upfront with it. And I think even if they came out and said what you suggested, right, like, oh, you know, Lamar Jackson's a great player. Uh, any team would be lucky to have him. Even if they say that, I don't think the Packers would seriously think that the Jets would would resort to him as a, as a plan B. I think the Jets and Packers are both kind of aware 
that there's only one outcome to this situation, and it's the Jets trading for Aaron Rodgers. Both sides are fully aware that's the only feasible outcome that can happen with this situation. And I think as we get closer to the draft, uh, it'll become more and more clear. It, I do think uh, the Jets played it well, saying that they're not in any rush to trade for Aaron Rodgers. There's no urgency on their part. Uh, they made that very clear, and I think that was very deliberate on their part. They're okay waiting until after the draft to get this done. I don't think the Packers are. And I think that's kind of going to be the next deadline. And if we want to talk about leverage, right, if we want to talk about that that buzzword, I think the Jets have slight leverage in that regard. But if the Packers, you know, if they, if they say hold off until after the draft, uh, then maybe that leverage shifts a little bit. But either way, it's going to get done. Uh, whatever they say publicly about Lamar Jackson, they were never going to seriously pursue him. They're kind of just too far in on this Aaron Rodgers situation. So I don't, I, I just don't think it was ever a realistic possibility for them anyway. Um, I, as far as the free agents that they're potentially interested in, uh, Calais Campbell is definitely my top pick. Like you mentioned, I, I have covered the Ravens. Uh, so I, I watched him the last few years in Baltimore and he still got it. Like he is still a fantastic player. He was the best player in that Ravens front seven uh, until they you know traded for Roquan Smith. But in terms of those pass rushers up front and the defensive linemen, he's been their best player the last few years. Uh, also, just a great dude. He's a Walter Payton Man of the Year Award winner, a perfect guy that you want in that locker room, and and he wants to win. He's never won a Super Bowl before. I think at this stage, not only is he looking to get that 100th career sack, because he's at 99 at the moment, uh, but he he wants to win. Like he, he wants to compete for a championship, and if the Jets can sell him on, hey, we have Aaron Rodgers, we are trying to contend for a title, maybe he's willing to come to the Jets. And if they can get him... That's a massive, massive addition because that fills a, a pretty sizable need right now in that Jets defense. Uh, I'd also love Ben Jones. I, I think that one is more likely to happen closer to the draft, if not even after the draft. I could see that being a situation where Jones is kind of waiting to see how the market folds uh, unfolds after the draft. And if the Jets don't get the guy they want at center in the draft, maybe they can go and then you know pivot to Ben Jones. I don't take him as, as someone who's in any kind of rush to, to sign a deal right now. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he'll sign like two days from now. I don't know. But I, that's just the hunch I get. Um, Odell Beckham sounds like there's more of an urgency with that one. Not an urgency necessarily, but it seems like it would probably happen before the draft. Uh, I'd be okay. We talked about this a little before the show. If the Jets went wide receiver early in the draft, I'm not like all aboard the Odell bandwagon. Uh, but I do see the value in, in adding him as long as it's for a relatively affordable contract. There's an upside there. If he can find that 2019 version of himself when he was still a 1,000-yard receiver, then great. Even if he's 80% of that player, you're still getting a great player. Um, so I, I get the upside there. I get why they'd be interested. Obviously, there's mutual interest between Rodgers wanting to play with Odell and Odell wanting to play with Rodgers. So I get why they're doing that. I'll be happy if they add him. Either way, they need to add another, another wide receiver after the Elijah Moore trade. Alan Lazard and Miko Hardman should not be your wide receiver two, wide receiver three combo. That's that's not good enough. So whether it's Beckham, whether it's in the draft, you're going to have to add another wide receiver. But I would say that my top target right now is definitely Calais Campbell. I'm hoping the Jets can get that done on Thursday. I hope he doesn't leave the building. I hope on Thursday they announce that signing. We know by this weekend that Calais Campbell is a New York Jet. That's, that's my hope. Thanks, Justin. And now some more breaking news with our friend Walter Cherapinski, who is the owner and founder of WalterFootball.com. Walter, what's going on, brother? Not much. Uh, you know, it's some inside info here. We're reporting at 4.30 a.m. Uh, but uh, it's, you know, it's sounding bright and chipper, hopefully. And uh, yeah, look, looking forward to talking about this with you. So let's talk now about the latest news involving Aaron Rodgers that seems to break in the middle of the night. I don't know why this stuff keeps happening in the middle of the night, to be honest with you, Walter. It's very strange. 
First it was the Trey Wingo tweet, and now it's Charles Robinson's report over at Yahoo. We'll get to that in a second. But first, Brian Gutenkunst, the general manager of the Green Bay Packers, talked at the owners' meeting. Justin and I talked before about what was said by Joe Douglas and Robert Sala at the owners' meeting. Brian Gutenkunst talked about how he doesn't necessarily have to get a first-round pick. No timeline on the Aaron Rodgers deal. He's hoping it gets done soon. And said that while there is a chance that Aaron Rodgers could play for the Packers again, all options are on the table. Quote, it's not trending that way. Also said that he had tried to contact Aaron Rodgers to talk about his future with the Packers many times. And Rodgers basically blew him off. So that all came. And then a few hours later, as I said, late at night. I don't know why these things keep dropping late at night, Walter. Charles Robinson over at Yahoo Sports reported that the compensation for Aaron Rodgers, according to multiple sources, if a deal were to get done, would be a second-round pick in 2023. And in 2024, it would be a second-round pick that could become a first-round pick based on certain conditions, which could be something as simple as the Jets winning the division and getting a home playoff game, or as complex as the Jets getting to the AFC Championship game or the Super Bowl. And then the sticking point here according to Charles Robinson, which is that the Jets want a give-back protection in case Aaron Rodgers retires after 2023. In other words, the Packers want a second-rounder in 2023 and a second-rounder that could become a first-rounder in 2024 unprotected. So they would get that no matter what. The Jets are saying that if Rodgers were to retire after one year, then whatever it is they give the Packers in 2024, they would get the equivalent back in 2025. To me, this is all insane. We're talking about a player who, as we've documented, Walter, the Packers cannot keep. They do not want. He has a horrendous contract. Giving up that second round pick in 2023, to me, should be more than enough. I wouldn't even do that. But to then have to give up a second pick in 2024 that starts out as a second rounder could become a first rounder. And the Packers are talking about it being unprotected. So if Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets, they lose in the first round of the playoffs. They could potentially give up a second rounder in 2023 and a first rounder in 2024 with nothing coming back their way. That would be utter insanity. Like I said, Just that second round pick alone with maybe a mid-round pick on top of it the following year or vice versa, a mid-round pick this year and a potential second round pick next year is one thing. But giving up a second rounder in 2023 and potentially another second or first in 2024 for a guy who could play one year, that's nuts. That deal should never get made. And if they end up making this deal without the protections, which According to Robinson, it's the holdup right now. It would be bonkers. I don't know how you justify that for one year of Aaron Rodgers in a loaded AFC, no less. So, Walter, we heard from Gutenkunst. It sounds like he's all but ready to throw in the towel. He wants this deal done. He seemed to say that he's optimistic it'll get done soon. He's hoping it'll get done soon. Joe Douglas, on the other hand, as we talked about earlier in the show, doesn't seem to be in much of a rush. He says it'll happen when it happens. But... If what Charles Robinson is reporting is true, to me, it's crazy if the Jets even consider agreeing to that deal without the give back protections. Yeah, giving up just a second round pick for Rodgers, uh, given everything like, you know, his age, his contract, his 
injury history, the fact that he may not play after the season, uh, the fact that he may host Jeopardy at some point during the season, like all that uh, just for a second round pick, like seems like a lot. Um, but like, it's, it wouldn't be like the worst deal in the world if the Jets just agreed, mm-hmm. you know, trade number 43 or 42 uh, for, for Rodgers. I, I, I would not like it for the Jets, but I, I don't think it would, you know, I've seen worse trades. But giving up a second in addition to the to this year's second, that could turn to that can turn into a first. I, I think that would be a disaster given what um, comes with Aaron Rodgers. Um, so I, I just don't see it. I, I feel like you know Charles Robinson's a good reporter, um, so I'm not going to say he's um, he's spreading like fake information or something. I just wonder if he's getting fed information from the Packers side, um, maybe trying to influence his trade going forward because it sounds like it's coming from Gutekunst. It doesn't sound like it's coming from um, from the Jets, uh, and I, I think that you know that Joe Douglas saying. Um, you know, like this trade will happen eventually. He sounds like more calm about it, where uh, the Packers seem kind of more frantic. And I think that makes sense given that the draft is a month away now. Uh, so they need this, this trade to get done uh, as soon as possible to get that pick. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I, despite this report, I would still be surprised if something like that happens. I think that's just way too much uh, for, for Rodgers, given, given everything that comes with him. You could very well be right, Walter, because as we know, leaks very rarely come from the Jets. So if these leaks are coming from anywhere, most likely it would be the Green Bay Packers. We'll have to wait and see if what Charles Robinson reported is true. But as we said, if it is a second rounder for Aaron Rodgers, I've seen worse trades, a second rounder and another second rounder that could become a first on top of it. That's crazy, especially if they don't get a give back protection. If they make that move without a give back protection, it is an absolutely horrendous trade that could really hurt the Jets badly. So hopefully Charles Robinson's reporting isn't completely accurate. And also, if the Jets agree to anything close to what Robinson reported, hopefully they get that give back protection and they're not foolish enough to make a deal without it. Walter Cherpinski, the founder and owner of WalterFootball.com. Thanks so much for coming on and analyzing this breaking news here at the end of the show. Really appreciate it. For everybody that wants to check out everything you're doing over at WalterFootball.com, what do you and Charlie Campbell have cooking over there? I know you've got lots of great draft content. In fact, looking forward to having you back on the show a bunch as we get ready for the draft so we can talk more about the prospects because everything has centered around Aaron Rodgers for so long that people forget the draft is not that far away. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy how soon the draft is is approaching. It's it's a month away now, just like I said. Uh, so yeah, you can you can find all our draft content at waltzerfootball.com. It's all free. Uh, we have updated mock drafts every single week. I actually just posted an update uh, to my mock draft. It's five rounds. Uh, we have prospect rankings, big boards, stock reports. Um, and if you're looking for more than just draft content, we have power rankings. We have fantasy rankings for 2023 uh, that will be updated soon for uh, for free agency. Uh, and we have free agency grades. We've graded every single free agency signing and all the trades. So you can find that at waltzofootball.com. 
Make sure you check out everything going on at WalterFootball.com. Check out everything we've got up at PlayLikeAJet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. A great All-22 breakdown of the Jets' newest wide receiver, Alan Lazard, is up there now. So watch that and all the rest of our videos. And subscribe to our channel if you haven't already, YouTube.com slash PlayLikeJet. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quinn and Williams, Bless You, Thank You shirt, the Play Like Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there, tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. It doesn't take you much time. doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and PlayLikeAJet.com.